Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Let's talk about the scale, shall we? So the scale, is it a friend or foe for you? I want to discuss about uh, reasons why the scale is a line B today. And uh, this is not a episode about weight loss dolls. Just to be clear, there's a difference between why the scale isn't moving and how to break a weight loss doll. I will be talking about weight loss dolls later on in the show not in this episode, but in a future episode, because I currently wrapped up recording a weight loss doll workshop for my BSB tribe members. So we're getting ready to open doors for a BSB tribe VIP here in the spring. And I was thinking about new bonuses and what you ladies need help with. And a lot of the feedback I got from my Facebook group, Fit Mom Squad, and my Instagram, EP Fit Explore, was guidance on breaking a weight loss doll. So I decided to record a weight loss doll workshop um, talking about the nine steps that you can take in order to break a stall. And that's not something I'm gonna be talking about here. That's a whole different episode. Today's episode is focused on reasons of why the scale lies, reasons of why the scale isn't moving and why you fluctuate. So there's many reasons why this happens. And I want us to be aware of these reasons because I feel like we are very scale obsessed, especially as women. So I don't know what your relationship with the scale is, But I want you to know something before we get started. And that is the scale is a piece of metal. That's all it is. The power that you give it when you step on it and see a number, that is on you. So whatever meaning you make that number mean is your own personal thoughts and feelings about a number. It doesn't make you less, more or less beautiful or sophisticated or smarter or a better person or anything for that matter. It is just a number. Doesn't mean that you're failing. Doesn't mean that you're succeeding. And after today's episode, you're going to be become aware of some of the reasons why that number changes so much and it may help you in the way that you feel and interpret that number in the future because once you hear some of these reasons you're going to be like really and I've been so like emotional about that number and really it's just this or that like that's dumb why do I do that and I understand because I do that I've been doing that and it's I've been trying to get past that and it's definitely a work in progress for me. But stepping on it and seeing that number look back at you should not determine how your day goes and how you feel and what mood 
you're in. All right. So I just want to start with that. So I want to just say that you choose to give it the power and the meaning. And I really want you to start being aware of that when you do step on the scale. But let's talk about reasons why the scale is a line B. All right. I don't want to swear on this show because you mama's probably listening with your kids and that's not my style. So I'm just going to say B. All right. So the first reason is it depends on what time of day you're weighing yourself and how often. So if you are the best time to weigh yourself, the most accurate measure that you're going to get is when you wake up right after you go to the bathroom. Now, I do understand that not all of you can just poop on call or poop right, you know, first thing in the morning. So uh, if you haven't pooped yet, that's going to vary the number based on um, your bowels and what's left. It's funny, I just said poop and then now I said bowels, like all professional. So so here's the deal. If you haven't pooped in the morning and then you weigh yourself, that number is going to be different than if you have pooped. So if you have pooped, it's probably going to be a little less. And then if you haven't, it might be a little more. However, you still at least want to pee, all right, because you can't force yourself to poop if you don't have to poop. But that's what's going to be the best measurement and also naked, all right? So you want to make sure that you're weighing yourself naked. Don't do it with the clothes on. That's why you'll notice if you ever go to the doctor's office and you weigh yourself, you almost have a mini heart attack. I honestly started not even looking. I kid you not. I'm sure they think I'm a weirdo, but if I have to weigh myself at the doctor's office, I literally go on the scale and I look away or like I look up or on the side and I don't even want them to tell me because I don't want to be upset that I weigh 10 pounds more in my doctor's office than I did in the morning. And that's because you have all those clothes on, the heavy shoes or boots, you know, in the winter. Plus, you probably have already eaten and had water. So that is my next point. So the best time to weigh yourself is in the morning. After if you've fasted all night, after you go to the bathroom, okay, that's going to naked, that's going to be your most accurate measure. Now, if you are weighing yourself after you eat, that number is going to be dependent on what you just ate. So if you ate something heavy in carbs, or if you're doing high carb and high sodium, that's going to be instant weight, water weight gain or um, dairy. We'll talk about those foods in a second here. But if you're weighing yourself right after you eat, that's gonna that number depends on what you just ate, not how much you weigh. All right. So stick to the mornings naked after you go to the bathroom. That is one of the reasons why the scale varies so much. The number two thing is what foods did you eat that day? So if you're weighing yourself, let's say that you weigh yourself every Saturday. I'm going to talk about our BSB tribe. We do weigh-ins every Saturday and we check in and see how the week went. Now, if you, let's say on Friday night, you ate a lot of inflammatory foods. So this is anything from dairy. I talk a lot about dairy being very inflammatory. Carbohydrates, sugar, processed keto junk food. Yes, keto junk food is still junk food. All of that processed crap, all those bars, all of those packaged cookies, all of that is total crap. And that will cause you to become inflamed. 
um, all of, so let's say you, the night before you weighed yourself, you had a bunch of, even if you're doing keto, let's say, let's just use that as an example. You had a bunch of processed keto junk food. Then you order chicken wings from a place that fries their wings with an inflammatory oil. So these are oils with omega-6, a very cause a lot of inflammation in your body. Then you weigh yourself the next day. Oh yeah. And you also had a Michelob ultra, but it was, you know, only like 2.9 carbs still. And you weigh yourself the next day, you're going to see that number drastically go up because you've now introduced a lot of inflammation in your body and you have a lot of water retention. All right. So if you only weigh yourself once a week, but that happens to be on the day after you ate very high inflammatory foods, you're going to be very disappointed and say, what the heck is going on? I do have a resolve for that. And I will talk about that at the end. Number three is, are you eating too many carbs? Carbs cause water retention. This is the reason why, and I want you to pay attention to this, mamas. If you are following a low-carb ketogenic diet and you lose a bunch of weight within your first week or second week, and usually that's what motivates people to keep going because they see, oh, this keto thing works. I want you to know that that was all water. Okay, it's not fat. However, it's still good because you still want to flush out that water. We don't want to call we don't want to hold on to that inflammation in our bodies. So there's nothing wrong with that being all water, but I don't want you to just think that you just lost like 10 pounds of fat because you didn't. Now, on the other hand, you have to know that when you reintroduce carbs or you do if you follow a low carb diet and then one day you exceed your carb threshold, you've now introduced that water retention back into your body. So if you're going to notice a pattern in all of these is water retention and inflammation because most of our bodies are composed of water and most of the that number on the scale, the, most of it's telling us how much water we have currently in our body at the time. So that's what carbs play a role. Carbs have a lot of water. They make us retain a lot of water in our bodies. So if you're eating too many of them, you're going to have your, the number on the scale is going to be higher because of the carbs. Okay. So that is one thing. So that is why you get that flush of water immediately when you switch to low carb. The next reason why the scale is a line B is because it doesn't consider hormonal issues. We talked about hormones in this show. We will talk a lot more about hormones. But let's take cortisol, for example. If your cortisol is high, which is your stress hormone, your body will halt weight loss because it thinks that you are in survival mode or it puts you in survival mode. Doesn't know when you're going to eat again. So weight loss just stops altogether. Now, when it comes to thyroid, thyroid is the king of our metabolism or queen in this case. So when your thyroid's not functioning properly, what will happen is your metabolism will slow down. And when you have a slow metabolism, you do not digest your food properly and adequately and you store more fat. So 
a lot of those hormonal issues are going to cause the scale to not move at all or have a lot of fluctuations in your weight. For example, I'm currently still dealing with my thyroid issues and cortisol issues, and I can see anywhere between a two to six pound fluctuation in my weight on the daily. And this can be quite shocking to someone um, if you've never experienced this before to see such a big fluctuation in weight. But I'm at the point where I'm very used to it. And that is why I'm kind of numb to that number and just train my brain to to not give it as much meaning, knowing how much it fluctuates because of my hormones. So if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, holy crap, I'm always fluctuating with my weight like crazy. You might want to look into checking your hormones. Um, if you're in the tribe, we talk all about how to regulate hormones, how to test them and how to check them. So go check that out if you're inside of there. But Hormones is a big reason why the scale might not be moving for you. Then there's also the gut. Um, When your gut is imbalanced, you most likely will have dysbiosis and excess bloat, which will cause water retention. So think of it as um, the easiest way for me to explain this is food babies. Um, If you've ever had a food baby, you most likely have a gut issue. I feel like a lot of us have gut issues that we don't know about and we've just come accustomed to these signs and symptoms that we have, IBS, constipation, um, bloating, fatigue, all of these things that we just say, oh, it's just because I ate too much carbs. Yeah, 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 you shouldn't be eating too many carbs, but in the first place or refined carbs for that matter. However, that shouldn't happen. That is not normal, Okay. A lot of us are intolerant to carbohydrates. I think it's like 75% of the population. I heard Dr. Mark Hyman say that they have an intolerance to uh, gluten. However, that shouldn't, you shouldn't have a food baby every time you eat carbs. And if you do, that is a sign that you have some kind of intestinal uh, microbiota issue. So that is where you'd want to get your gut tested. Then there's our menstrual cycles, right? I mean, goodness gracious. Okay, so this is like everything around your period. Either are you about to have your period? Are you in the middle of your period? Are you ending your period? This, all of these phases, every single phase of that can determine the number of the skill. So we have our Slack channel inside BSB Tribe where we message each other. And every single week, everyone we do weigh-ins and I ask, you know, how did you do? How did everybody do? Did you reach your weekly goals? Uh, we set weekly weight loss goals. And a lot of times, a lot of the ladies would be like, nope, I gained weight. My period's coming. Oh, nope, it's my period week, blah, blah, blah. So we already know that if it's going to be our period week or if it is our period week, we are not so concerned about having weight gain because we know it's water weight or not having a loss because we know it's water weight and all the hormones and all the things that are happening in our bodies. So we do not, if we don't troubleshoot if it's around our period. However, if it's been weeks and we haven't lost anything, if we're stuck, that's when we start troubleshooting. So I want you to keep in mind that if you're on your period or you're about to start your period, I would highly recommend that you not even weigh yourself because 
It is only going to make you more upset and more depressed and frustrated about what the heck is going on in your body, especially if you don't track your period meticulously and meticulously and you're you have no idea that it's coming and all of a sudden you see, you know, a five pound weight gain. It's probably going to freak you out. But again, it's like, what meaning do we put behind that number? But regardless, I tell my members, like, if it's period week, like, don't even bother stepping on the scale. Just don't even upset yourself even more. Just wait it out. Wait for that water to flush out. Again, it's all really about the water and the inflammation. Then there's alcohol. And that's, again, all about the water. I sound like a broken record here, but alcohol will absolutely cause inflammation in your body. And alcohol will also immediately halt your weight loss. So anytime you drink alcohol, just automatically assume that within the next 24 to 48 hours, your body is not going to be burning any fat at all. Zero. Doesn't matter if you're keto or not, exercise or not. You're not going to be burning any fat because your your liver is now going to be focused on processing that alcohol. It's not going to be worried about your fat. And processing fat cells. So what I would say is that keep that in mind when you're trying to make a decision of how often you're going to be drinking. And keep that in mind when you see that spike of weight the day after drinking. I notice this a lot. And um, even when I have like a glass of wine, even when I get to the point where I'm like halfway in drinking a glass of wine, I already feel my body swelling up. My toes start getting swollen and my fingers start getting swollen. My reins get tighter. That is how sensitive I am to alcohol. And some people are more sensitive than others. That's why I've really cut down on my intake. But it will absolutely slow your weight loss down. So if you're really concerned about that, if you are really trying to lean out or really get to a certain weight loss goal in a specific time, I highly, highly encourage you to avoid drinking alcohol. And then there's illness. Our body responds with illness um, as an invader and um, sometimes that will either cause us to not have an appetite and lose weight really quickly or the opposite will get very inflamed again and our, we will hold on to weight. Sometimes again it will respond by increasing our cortisol which would halt weight. There's so many different measures that can go into that when it comes to illness. So that's also something to look out for when you're wondering why the scale isn't moving. And then another thing is um, second to last here, too much water. I know it's like, what? Yes, you can drink too much water. And when you consider that our body is composed of mostly water, if you dilute your body with too much water, that will show up on the scale. That water weight will make you heavier. And then the last thing that I want to say that um, is a marker for that, the scale, the number on the scale is If you're eating foods that you're allergic to or intolerant to, okay, when you eat foods that your body thinks is toxic, your body will turn on the inflammatory response. Again, the water retention, the bloat, all of that. And you will see that number on the scale go up. You will also probably have a hard time losing weight if you keep eating those foods. 
This is why it's very important if you suspect that you have some kind of intolerance. And there's a difference between food allergies and food intolerance. All right. I'm talking mostly here about food intolerance. Allergies are more of a severe response that you'll know of, like such as peanut or soy, something like that. Intolerance, you might not really be aware of it and you'll have to do proper testing to look into that. But that also could be a factor because you might be eating foods that your body is thinking pretty much is poison or toxic to it and you don't even know it. So all of those things that I just mentioned are reasons why A, the scale isn't moving or B, why the scale fluctuates so much on a given day for you. All right. Now I want to leave you with some action steps. I actually want you to do an experiment on yourself. Are you up for it? For those of you that have scale phobia, this might be very hard to do, but I want you to do it anyway. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to weigh yourself every single day for a week. Yep. Even throughout the day, if you can. So if you're home, like right now, if you're home more than you usually are, then I encourage you to weigh yourself not only when you wake up after you've gone to the bathroom, but like after every meal and then before bed. And I want you to record those numbers. Okay. And then at the end of the week, I want you to assess. I want you to look back and like really look at all those numbers and see how much your scale, how much your weight actually fluctuated within given days. You will be shocked. All right. You're going to see, holy crap, like how much variety there was in that number. So why am I so obsessed with it and reliant on it when it changes so much just in a given week? I mean, you can't even, it's like such an inaccurate measure because you're going to see so many different numbers, which just goes to prove the scale is unreliable. Okay. Here's what I want you to do instead. I want you to start taking body measurements. We do this in the tribe. As soon as you join the tribe, you fill out a getting started questionnaire where you set your 90 day goals, how much you want to lose. Now we still look at weight loss because we still want to look, we want to see a decline, but I have them take body measurements and before pictures of themselves, because sometimes you will see that you might have not lost so much weight, but your pictures look totally different and you can totally see a difference in your body composition. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to get a tape measure. And if you don't have one, you can get one from Amazon. They're like five bucks. And I do have a guide that you can follow how to measure yourself. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to take your body measurements you're going to measure your chest, you're going to measure your thighs, your hips, your arms, um, and there's a couple of other places that you can measure. And you're going to track that and pay attention to that monthly. I think that that's like the best, most accurate way to really see progress. And what you're going to find is you're going to start losing inches way faster than you're going to lose consistent weight on the scale or pounds. 
All right. And that is really what I want you to focus on when it comes to progress. We still want to weigh ourselves once a week just to make sure that we're more of a on a downward spiral. And even if there's fluctuation, that over time, you know, we want to track the data still, that over time we're seeing a decline in our weight. However, what is the most important is your inches lost and how your clothes fit and how your rings fit and all of those non-scale victories that I talked about in the motivation episode, which if you didn't listen to, that's episode 10 and how to motivate yourself to lose weight. I mentioned that focusing on non-scale victories helps you stay motivated because we'll find that the scale lies, all right? She's a liar, that scale. So I want you to do this experiment and kind of rethink your relationship with the scale, all right? What are you making it mean? What are your thoughts behind it? And when next time you go to weigh yourself, before you even step on it, tell yourself this. Be like, okay, this is a piece of metal that measures mostly how much water my body contains at this moment. Whatever this number is, I'm not going to give it any meaning. I'm not going to let it mean that my day has gone to crap. I'm not going to let it mean like, oh my goodness, I lost so much weight. Yeah, let's celebrate with food. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to make it mean anything. I'm just going to acknowledge, okay, that is my weight today. We'll see what it is tomorrow or next week or whatever. So this is kind of where you start transitioning your mentality, your mindset, your thoughts about the scale. All right. So I want you to do this. I don't want you to be a slave to the scale. I don't want you to hate the scale. I don't want you to have negative thoughts about a piece of metal because it's literally just a piece of metal. Okay. So focus on the other things instead. All right. So that's a wrap for today's show. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for all your positive feedbacks and our reviews. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the show yet, please make sure you subscribe and leave a review. This helps me reach more mamas just like you. And um, I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you're looking for free resources to get you started on your weight loss journey, go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. If you're ready to take your weight loss to another level and work with me personally, I invite you to join the BSB Tribe waitlist. Spots are limited in this exclusive online community, but if you join the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when doors open up again. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.